Hello, and welcome to Legal Management Talk, the official podcast of the Association of Legal Administrators. I'm your host, Justin Askenazy. Even as we emerge from the pandemic, there are some COVID-induced changes that have stuck with us. Among them is hybrid and remote work, which have created an entirely new office dynamic at firms large and small. Two years in, some firms have found the secret recipe for ensuring a hybrid arrangement works for everyone, while others may still want to make changes and are even eyeing a complete return to the office. Joining us today is Cynthia Thomas, the owner of PLMC and Associates, a law firm management consulting practice. She's here to offer her insights on how hybrid work is faring at this stage of the pandemic and what administrators can do to create a plan that works for everyone. Welcome, Cynthia. It's great to have you on the show. Good morning, and thank you, Justin, for inviting me. I really appreciate it. This is a very important topic, and I'm glad to share my knowledge. Absolutely. So first, how much of an impact has the shift to hybrid work had on the legal industry? Well, as you may recall, pre-pandemic, so pre-2020, most firms were brick and mortar. They did not allow for administrative staff or even some of their associates to work remotely. Unfortunately, the pandemic happened and government forced us to really take a shift and really pivot, which the legal industry did a great job of doing so because, like I said, everything was brick and mortar, all our documents, everything. So the fact that, you know, we are coming out of this, hopefully, um, I heard rumors that, you know, we're no longer in um, a pandemic stage. We just have, you know, a nasty COVID virus going on that, you know, the legal industry will continue to go forth with these changes that they had to make based on this current situation of the pandemic. So uh, let's talk about firms that are now totally in person. How many have gone in that direction and are they finding it successful? Well, from what I've witnessed, there are a great deal of firms that have gone completely 100% back into the office. Those firms have done it somewhat successfully. And I would say the success rate is about 80%, uh, which is fair, fairly well. And the reason why they've done it so well is because they instituted a plan. They had a written plan and communicated to their staff and their attorneys what was expected. Why was it important for them to return into the office based on their culture, their dynamics, their practice areas? or geographical location, those are things that are really important that would make them successful. Additionally, they were prepared to lose people. Um, a lot of firms are tiptoeing around, should we you know, push the envelope and have um, employees come back? Well, we may lose some. You have to be prepared for that. And so you have to have a risk management plan in, in place as long as a written plan. Gotcha. Um... So then, of course, hybrid work. Just how popular is that method now? And how many different forms does it take? Oh, hybrid work is extremely popular. Um, most employees and some employers, they want it to continue. Um, they enjoy the flexibility of being able to work from home or digital nomads, wherever. And the fact that depending on your location, if you're in a metropolitan area, you don't have that commute. Um, so they're really looking 
support for that to continue, the hybrid work that is. And there are so many different forms. Um, some firms, which I hate to see, are still floundering through it, meaning they're just in that wait and see mode. They're going to say like, okay, we've been doing this because we had to, we're going to maybe institute one or two days and we'll just wait and see. Um, there's no waiting and seeing. You have to make a plan. Plans change. As long as you communicate that, people are okay with you. Know, you're changing the plan. It's that not knowing, which really gives a lot of um, employees angst, meaning it's going to be one day, two days, four days, five days, you know, um, especially when, like I said, so many employees and employers have gotten accustomed to that this can work, um, the hybrid work model. It can definitely work. So it's going to be here for a while. We just got to fine tune the different forms that work for your practice and your location. All right. So uh, you, you mentioned communication. What are the best ways to communicate uh, the introduction of a plan or a change in the plan? Um, so once you get all the buy-in from upper management, I believe the best way is to communicate constantly, um, not only verbal, but have written communications. Because what I tell you, Justin, you're going to go and tell um, Jake, and Jake's going to tell Emily, and it's going to be a totally different thing because you're going to say Tuesday. I meant to say Thursday. He's going to say Fridays are the days we work in the office. So that communication must be very clear. You must be concise and inform your members of your team and the firm. Why is it that the firm would like the employees to come back into the office? It's not a matter of trust. Um, well, in some cases, yes, true. You might not trust a certain individual but you can't hold that one individual to the standards of the firm. But it's a matter of the practice group. Certain practice groups are more, should I say, productive in the office because of the nature of their clients. Um, criminal law, you can't do too much with the Zoom, especially when you need to meet with certain of your clients. So if you're a criminal law firm, you might need to really think about making those changes and communicating those changes. So the practice group is one thing, your location. And if you don't have it written, it's really gonna backfire. Cause I just saw a couple of firms where that whole scenario, like I just illustrated, I told you Thursday, you meant, I meant to say Tuesday. And now, you know, people are coming in whatever day and it's not very um, cohesive and not creating a good return to office um, policy. Right. So I don't know single policy suits any one firm or even uh, every employee, but mm -hmm. are there certain hybrid work policies that you found are more successful than others? Um, based on the dynamics of the firm. So the firm's DNA plays a huge part of it. And when I like to say the firm's DNA, that consists of the technology that's involved. Um, most firms, hopefully by now, have gotten the majority of their programming and work into the cloud, um, you know, prior to the pandemic, there was a lot of servers on site. There was a lot of libraries, there was paper files. So by now, hopefully, you know, if you have all your technology where you can access it from outside of the office, that's one good step. And then understanding your, dem your demographics, 
your generational divide within your office. Um, how many people are comfortable and enjoy working from home and have done so successfully? And keeping in mind with that is you have to also, like I said, not look to see what the firm down the street is doing um, because it's totally different now. Before we were all similarly situated, meaning we all had an office, we probably had a server on site, things of that nature. But now you really need to tailor it towards the members of your firm, the technology that you have in place and the practice areas and how can you better serve your clients with those factors in mind. And I think that's going to really create a successful um, hybrid plan and communication. Definitely got to communicate the reasoning why we're coming back into the office and how many days and what's the consequences for not doing so and being okay if people decide that they're going to quiet quit or they're just going to, you know, quit, you know, you have to be prepared for that. Right. Uh, so, you know, on that note, given the increased flexibility that we've grown accustomed to over the past couple of years, are there risks to requiring people to come back to the office, even for a couple of days a week um, in terms of hiring and employee satisfaction? Oh, there's definitely a lot of risk involved and you got to do a risk assessment. You got to understand like, okay, who are your flyer risks? Meaning if I know that if I require the staff to come in for three days, I might have four employees that are considered a flight risk, uh, meaning they may quit, they may refuse, um, their work product may suffer. So I need to look and take a look of how many flight risks do I have and how can I, as a manager, let them know the importance of the need to be back into the office. One of the things that I hate to see is everyone comes back to the office, but you're working as if you're at home, meaning you're still having Zoom meetings. Um, you're in your own little silos. It's just a different location, but you're actually doing what you could have done at home rather than fostering those relationships and the mentoring that comes from the camaraderie that happens in a face-to-face, in-person um, office setting. So therefore, that's one of the things you need to communicate um, to the staff and to your attorneys that this is the reasoning why we're coming back. We're not just coming back to deal business as usual. We know that's not going to happen. And we understand the flexibility, but in order for the firm to continue to grow and flourish, to build client satisfaction. And then even for mentoring purposes, you need that face-to-face time and let the employees, team and staff know that that's part of the firm culture and from the firm's policies and beliefs. And if you don't have one, you know, it, maybe you need to work that into it, um, a firm culture and policies. Right. So uh, you mentioned quiet quitting, which has been in the news a lot lately. How has hybrid work affected the dynamic between manager and employee? Oh, it's been very difficult um, for a manager. Um, prior to the pandemic, a lot of managers, including myself, we had various management staffs, but one of the styles was to manage by walking around. You would walk around the office, you could see whose desk had tons and tons of work, who's over there, you know, trying to crank out and meet deadlines. Whereas in a 
remote environment or a hybrid environment, there is so much unknown. So th- again, communication, you need to have the check-ins and not checking in to say like, I'm your mom and I want to make sure you cleaned your room type of check-in and you're doing your work. But these genuine check-ins to see how's it going, um, especially with the new hires and especially with the flight risk, um, with the new hires, it's the training. How are they getting information about the firm, their job duties and their, you know, their role in the firm? And do they have the necessary tools that will allow them to be successful? Because oftentimes what I've seen is there are tools out there, but you, I might provide all YouTube videos to teach you how to train. Um, however, you learn best by written instructions um, with screenshots and things of that nature. So it's not one size fits all when it comes to training. Same by the same token, um, dealing with those who are quietly quitting or your flight risk, you need to understand what causes them and have that conversation, you know, what is pushing them to quit or, you know, think about quitting. And is it the fact that they just really don't want to come into the office? Um, Because A, they probably, they might've moved. Some people moved and they didn't tell their employer. I mean, because it's, I'm still in the same state, but I'm just like five hours away from the office. So They don't want that to be known. So you really need to have these genuine conversations with them so they can understand that, you know, fine. I may not be able to be in the office because I move. You can have sessions for that or maybe not. Um, They may still be required to come into your office. But really and truly, as a manager, you really need to make mindful attempts to communicate with your staff. Those communications, like I said, not the mother hen type of communications, so to say, where you're just like nitpicking or having meetings just to have meetings, but to really find out what's going on with um, all the members of the firm um, and how they're faring and what are their reasonings for not wanting to or perhaps even wanting to. Some people want to come back into the office, um, but they don't want to say it in a group setting. So those are sometimes you need to have those one on ones are definitely important as well. For sure. Um, you know, if there's an administrator who's looking to institute a hybrid work policy or is frustrated by their current one, uh, what would your advice to them? Um, first of all, is if they have a current policy in place, um, literally dissect it, pick it apart from not only a managerial standpoint, meaning is it this policy best serving the attorneys? Is it best serving all members of the staff? Or is it best serving, you know, the clients? So depending on where you fall within those criteria, you know, after doing that initial assessment, then go and say, how can I improve upon this um, current policy? Or if I'm trying to create a policy, how can I improve? And what would make it better? Meaning if I had ex-employees in the office based on their role and their position, would it allow for the attorneys to be more profitable or productive with their billable hours? Um, Having the attorneys and their staff members, their legal assistants and their legal admins, and on the same day, that could be very helpful because oftentimes you try to do I call it Russian roulette, so to say, you know, you're like, okay, here's a Tuesday, Thursday, and I know that works best for um, 
Tom and Mary and, you know, Jackie to have Tuesdays and Thursdays, but that may not be what's best for the dynamics of the firm. And so you have to understand in creating these policies that sometimes I, the employee, may be inconvenienced because I would prefer not to come in on Tuesdays because traffic is heavy. I have to pick up my dog, my kid, yada, yada, yada. But that's the only day the client's available. And that's the day that the attorney needs to be in the office to get documents for a loan paper signed or whatever it may be, depending on the practice group. So understanding that there are going to be times where your employee may not want to come in and let them know, you know, we would try to work with your schedule, but we need to make sure this schedule is across the board because last thing you want to do is have a policy that is based on my needs, your needs, someone else's needs in the firm. It should be based on the role and not the individual because you're not going to create a, a group where there is fairness and equality. You're going to have, well, X gets Monday, Thursdays, and Fridays off because she or he, they have a child. Um, so you don't want that type of, you know, mentality where, you know, people with child care or elder care or any type of care responsibilities are getting some type of preferential treatment. So you have to be really careful of that. And that's why I like to, when I create, um, in talking with people, create it based on the job and the role, not the individual, not all my extreme circumstances, because I could be that one that's like, Every other Tuesday, I have an appointment for this, that, and the other, and Thursdays. And now I only can come in for one hour, um, one month a week. I mean, you know, one day a week or one month out of the, you know, one day out of the month. So you really need to look at the roles and how it's going to serve the attorneys. A lot of the attorneys are super frustrated because they feel that their a staff member is telling them when they can work, meaning when they can build they, the attorney, can bill the client. And the clients are getting frustrated because it seems as if Sally to say, um, and not to belabor the, um, the topic here, that things are not being addressed. Things are not being handled in a productive, efficient manner. And that's the last thing you want from any person, whether it's the client, the attorney, or the legal admin. You want to make sure that people are working in a manner which is going to be best profitable for the firm. And I think that's really what's going to be a challenge because there's so many different factors um, for an administrator when they're trying to create a policy that is fair and inclusive and that's going to be well received. So that communication and letting people know the reasonings for it. And being transparent is going to be very important and to having a successful, hopefully, um, return to work hybrid policy. All right. So uh, looking ahead, going forward, what does the future of remote work look like? Um, well, it's here to stay um, for the most part. Definitely, there are some firms who are saying, nope, we're going back. We're going to have X number of days more number of days in the office than not, which is okay because there are so many people like, well, now we're going to be in the office three days. In 2019, you're in the office five days. Um, we have to take a step back. We can't go from 
all or nothing, um, so to say. So accept the fact that depending on your location and your firm, that you may have to be required to work in the office three days a week. Um, and that is okay. And we need to understand the reasonings and the dynamics of having to have face-to-face, in-person working environments, because I think they're very important for fostering growth within the staff members, mentoring young attorneys, mentoring those who want to become firm administrators. Um, it, it's so different in a remote environment unless you want to take the time to really create a remote environment that have all the necessary training tools. It's going to be a hybrid environment. We're not going to be completely remote as a legal industry, not for any foreseeable future because the clients are not there yet. Even the attorneys, they're not there yet. A lot of people want to work remotely, but not 24-7 and no interaction because it's not going to create a firm culture. So it's here to stay. We have to learn how to work with our firm's DNA, continuously improve the technology, the communications, and the expectations of the firm and what they expect of their employees in order for it to continue in a successful manner. Definitely. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I appreciate all your uh, advice and, and insights. Uh, thank you. So for talking to me, Cynthia. Well, thank you so much, Justin, for having me. I appreciate it. Definitely. Thanks to our listeners and subscribers for tuning in. If you like the show, please subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so that you never miss an episode. As always, you can learn more about ALA at alanet.org. Until next time, 